Chip Patterson, Cover 3 Podcast, CBSSports.com, my friend. Uh, in advance, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Hope all is well. What's up? Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. I do like to hear me on Fridays after Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, it's like, wait, didn't we just hear this the other day? Uh, yeah. yeah, you did, but uh, that's okay. That's what I mean, we do. We normally don't talk the Egg Bowl, so it's evergreen. It you is. Know? Yeah, and, and we're going to get into some nuts and bolts, not, again, game-specific college football stuff. So let's just start here. Florida State jumped by Washington. Mm-hmm. Should Florida State be mad? No, I don't think so. I, I haven't talked to anybody from Florida State that feels mad. I mean, the number one concern about Florida State is beating Florida, is beating Louisville, because, right. you know, Florida State undefeated. But, like, let's, let's for example, let's take the odds makers. Um, the odds makers right now, if you were to parlay the Florida win and the win against Louisville, Right now, that'd be plus 111. So I take that as implied odds of a 47.3% chance that Florida State is going to finish the season 13-0 and ACC mm-hmm. champions, at which point I expect that they can make the college football playoff. Yeah. And I, I just think that, and that's the betting market reacting to the Jordan Travis injury news, the downgrade that you have to make to the Seminoles as they go to Tate Rodemaker. Yep. Is he going to be Cardale Jones or is he going to be Marcus Outson, the rooster from the 1998 <laughs> campaign? We'll see. Right. Like, this is going to go one of two ways. You're either going to lead them into the playoff or you're just not going to be quite enough, uh, enough of a downgrade, you know, too much of a downgrade from Chris Winkie to Autzen. Could find that as well for Travis to um, Rotomaker. So it's a coin flip. And I think for Florida State, you felt like you were in the catbird seat for so much of the season. The idea that it's a coin flip chance that you even make the playoff, it's a little bit unsettling. But I do think that you still understand that it's all there in front of you. You're not angry because seven games since um, the the LSU in the last seven games for Washington, four of them have been wins against teams that were ranked in the committee's top 25 last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one of those drop out. Now they have three. Uh, Florida State has zero. Florida State has one win now that Clemson's back, but Florida State just one win um, since the LSU game, since the start of October, zero wins against teams that are in the committee's current top 25. It is a resume argument for the Washington Huskies, mm-hmm. but Florida State has its opportunity. Again, coin flip chance, according to the odds makers, of making the playoff, but you know, you've still at least got it in your hands. All right, j- just to bring up the schedule element here, and I agree. If, I, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, we were I, about three weeks. You and I were three yeah. weeks early on Washington is going to jump Florida State. Yeah. I was, frankly, I think we were both surprised it didn't happen last week, but it was inevitable as long as they kept winning against the schedule that they were playing. And I do believe it should be more about who you played. Uh, and, I, I mean, I understand that it's splitting hairs. I also understand that all of these things are fake. They do not count. And we, I, I, I say it every single week. People are going to take uh, what they see and apply logic to it, and I would caution you not to do that because none of it matters. Um, But Florida State's schedule has gotten progressively worse over the course of the season. Not only has LSU, has that win been somewhat diminished, but they've only got one win. Remember, they are 8-0 in the league. Only one of those wins are against an ACC 500 team, ACC team with a 500 record. Only Virginia Tech, in Florida State's eight conference wins, 
Virginia Tech is the only team that is over 500 in league play that Florida State beat. They didn't have to play State. Didn't have, by the way, welcome to the college football playoff rankings, NC State. How about that at number 22? Clemson is back in at number 24, but Clemson's 4-4 four and four in the league. So Florida State's conference schedule actually isn't as good as Louisville's. And I nobody would have said that at the beginning of the year. Ooh. You think that Louisville's conference schedule right now, because a lot of it, there are a lot of common opponents. They yeah. both played Virginia Tech. They both played Duke. Uh, they both played Pitt. I mean, it's. I mean, we're we're really talking at the fringes, I think, because they have in their eight game conference schedule at least four shared opponents. Louisville played NC State, beat them. They played Georgia Tech, beat them. They played North Carolina. Oh, Georgia Tech, I'm, who would have won the Coastal? Rather, uh, Virginia Tech. Right. Georgia, Georgia Tech, who's five and three in league play, and they have won the coastal division with a head-to-head tiebreaker against right. North Carolina. And if, yeah, if, if Virginia Tech is able to beat uh, UVA, like so, so they so they didn't play North Carolina; they played Virginia Tech. So I mean, they've that's three wins against teams that finished over five hundred potentially if Virginia Tech wins that game, and Florida State would have had just one. So at, at least at the top. Louisville's conference schedule looks a little bit better than Florida State's. But I'm not saying that Louisville's better than FSU. Um, well, I'll tell you what. The committee put a two-loss Missouri ahead of one-loss Louisville. Yeah. Louisville's uh, got no shot. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even arguing. Actually, if, if we're ranking the teams that should be mad, Louisville should probably be uh, a team that should be angry. They yes. should be ranked over Missouri. If you think so highly of Notre Dame with their losses – Louisville ran them. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't that matter? But I also will say this. If Louisville beats Kentucky convincingly and then beats Florida State convincingly, it shuffles them, you know, pretty high up the one-loss ranking, and we'll see how it all plays out. I don't expect them to be in the college football playoff, but um, I think Louisville has a great – first of all, I think they have a great chance of being – a New Year's Six Bowl team, especially if Florida State is uh, Florida State goes to the playoff, Louisville will be in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, I was going to say that great chance is one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Florida State goes to the playoff, Louisville, and, look, right. and maybe if you collapse against Kentucky and you get blown out by Florida State, I think NC State's too far away, but NC State would be next, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Look, the, the Wolfpack have had a great finish to this season. Uh, we we can pretend all day long, uh, you know, about or just kind of opine about, well, the pressure was off once you kind of went and, you know, you lost that game to Duke and all the pressure was off and then you had other things to deal with, with the quarterback change and all of that. Uh, but they, they have been an absolute blast to watch. All right, I have more questions for Chip Patterson. Let me get right back to it. Let's... First of all, some people have assigned. Oh, we lost Chip. He went. Uh, he went dark on me. That's unfortunate. We'll get Chip back. Because um, there's a lot of people that have assigned meaning to the Jordan Travis injury before we have seen them play. And I am of the mind that I understand why people might say, "Well." It's not the same. I understand. 
Well, they're not the same team. You may be right. But we haven't seen them play. I mean, they won the only game we saw them play uh, after Jordan uh, Travis's injury. So let's wait and see how they play at Florida. And then if they win that game, we'll wait and see how they play against Louisville before we determine whether or not Florida State is not, you know, top four worthy. But if they win these two games, I don't think it's going to matter. Should the Jordan Travis injury matter preemptively? No. And Boo Corrigan said as much. He did. Boo Corrigan said they were down 13-0. They lost Jordan Travis, and then they scored 58 unanswered. You know, he acknowledged. I mean, he didn't mention. It's just North Alabama, but that's he fine. He did not mention the words North Alabama <laughs> because he didn't want to belittle his own point. But when you're trying to acknowledge a, a team that is able to rally around a devastating and gruesome in-game injury right. and then be able to not let it bury you, that was a conversation the committee had. So did the committee talk about Jordan Travis's injury? Yes. But according to Boo Corrigan, it sounds like they talked about it in a way of saying, and he also said we're going to, quote, close the book on week 12 and, you know, look ahead to week 13. There will be a very, very close, you know, the, the microscope uh, and, is going, and the scrutiny is going to be intense on Florida, on Florida State against Florida. But, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of good players on this Florida State roster that are going to be in the NFL and yeah. now it's time for Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, Jared Verse, um, Keon you know, Coleman. Keon Coleman. Like a, now, yeah. now's the time for, for all of them to step up. And, and I think that I think we'll see that. I agree. Um, and if if they win, I don't even care how it looks. If they win and take care of business and they're 13 and 0, they're going to be in the playoff. I don't think there's any question about that. But let me ask this question. I'll I'll pose this scenario again. I think we probably did it last week. Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. Uh, We have an undefeated Big Ten champ. We have an undefeated Washington, and we have an undefeated Florida State. Washington lose to Washington State. Ain't no way Georgia's losing to Alabama. Um, I mean, how many different ways do you want me to break this down for you? I I want you to answer my question, Mr. Patterson. This is is a court of law right now. Just answer the question. Um, Alabama beats Georgia. We have three other uh, undefeated conference champions, whoever is in the Big Ten, Florida State, and Washington. What is the final four of football? Georgia gets bounced. I agree. And that's probably the way it should be, right? I don't bring should to college football because ethics has no place (laughs) in college football. I I said this to my good friend Chris Hassel on CBS Sports Network this week. He was like, is this what you think should happen? I said, I am not doing should when it comes to something like college football playoff. The great Tony Barnhart told me when I was a young scribe, we had a big college football team meeting. And this was maybe when the playoff was first being like created. You know, they were just talking about it. It hadn't been announced yet. And Tony said, I'm not going to like go total accent because I don't want to belittle his message. But just imagine that full Southern uh, Georgia. Love Tony you know, Barnhart. Barnhart draw. Yep. And he said, the people who run this sport, they like things to be. And he paused and he said, flexible. <laughs> <laughs> and truer words about college uh, football and what is or isn't or what can or cannot be changed at the whim of the people who run the sport. I mean, it's just, I, I'm not going to say should or could. I, in my 
my thought for a long time was that it would be bad news for Washington or for Florida State. I don't know, man. That's, I, I kind of think that ultimately we are going to have what we always have, which is the results will shake everything out on the field. So a lot should. of football left to be played. The, again, Washington State is going to be a more, far more difficult opponent for Washington in this moment than the point spread suggests. If you have to play Oregon again, Washington would enter that game as an underdog. Yeah. Florida State has a very difficult path to be able to sure. reach 13-0. and 0. I just mentioned it's a coin flip yep. probability. And then going back to my first statement, Georgia is playing its best football at the right time, and Alabama's been some bum slayers. Give me the dogs minus the four and a half in Atlanta. So I don't disagree with that at all. So why has everybody been like, oh, man, Alabama? Why hasn't Alabama jumped Texas? Why hasn't Alabama jumped Texas? And it's, I guess it's not enough to say, well, Texas went to Alabama. It was three months ago uh, and, and beat the Crimson Tide. But, I mean. It's because that game was the best of Texas's. Like, Texas played their best game in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Mm-hmm. And the inability to recreate that is, even after Quinn Ewers returns, is what's leaving a lot of people frustrated, frankly, with Texas. Not not that, you know, like they're being measured to an impossible standard because by their own program standard, they don't win the Big 12 that often. Right. The idea that they might win the Big 12 championship and be 12-1 and one is something that should be celebrated because they don't have a lot of Big 12 titles compared to how long <laughs> they've been in the league. I'm being very, no, very no, serious. It, it's hysterical because when Texas went left for the SEC, all I could think of was like, wait a second, you haven't done anything in that league i mean that league has been routinely won by oklahoma or others and Mm -hmm. other teams not named the university of texas how do you think this is going to go this is going to go in your new league so they're just going to be complaining about all of the money that they've got and the powers of their athletic department just not getting anything done in a uh, in a new conference they did peak in week two that's, that's why so it's it's that texas played its best football early yeah Alabama's been playing its best football late. And so everyone's trying to, you know, create this scenario where the committee would look past the head to head result. And um, I don't disagree that they, with the analysis of where two teams are right now, but I think my colleague Tom Fernelli said it best on Saturday night's reaction show. He said, man, I don't want to see Texas in the playoff because they're just going to get smoked. <laughs> they're just not that good. Um, they are, they are like very good in their own little county, but you get them into the state playoffs. You know they <laughs> went up against somebody else. You're gonna all of a sudden get exposed a little bit. So I'm I'm kind of in that um, in that mindset with the Longhorns. I think that's why people view it that way. All right, before I before I let Chip Patterson go, I want you to hear what Dave Clawson had to say. I believe this was today. Uh, he was reacting to Notre Dame giving Sam Hartman a big send off after uh, last week's uh, easy Notre Dame win over Wake Forest. Here's what Clawson had to say. Reality, and there's no point in complaining about it. Um, You know, we saw it last week in South Bend, right? I mean, it's, you know, here's a guy that we recruited and we developed, and, you know, they're putting a video on him saying, we will always love you. And I'm like... You only dated him for a couple of months. It can't be love. <laughs> We're the ones that love him. We had five years with him. You rented him for a season. So, <laughs> you uh, know, and that, that's... That, it gets a little repetitive. Um, it clearly is still 
sticking in Dave Clawson's craw. Uh, your thoughts on what Dave Clawson had to say? He is awfully, uh, you know, relaxed and, you know, freewheeling, I guess, you know, considering, you know, how this season has gone, mm. where Wake is at right now. He has been down bad. I, I think that laughter is like, well, of course. Like, everything's gone against us this year. We can't get anything going our way. Right. Um, you know, he's – the Deeks have been going through it. They are one of the worst teams in the ACC, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that is for a program that was competing for the ACC championship very, very recently, two mm-hmm. years ago. I I think there's a – laughing is the only thing that you can do in that spot. So I've I've heard some very, very – disappointed post-game press conferences from Dave Clawson. So he had a, he had a nice little line there, but he also said, and you can't blame him. No, you can't. And he said, I had a good talk with him before the game, a good talk with him after the game. Anybody who has the opportunity to go and make that money in one year, you know, you're going to take it. So it's, um, it was a, you know, it was, it was, it was slightly amusing, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Deeks go portal shopping. I no. would. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely I'd would. Be, I'd be looking for a one-year rental at quarterback. Um, but, you know, that's just uh, – that's that's my observation of uh, of the roster. That coaching staff might have other plans. Yeah, look, I, it, I feel for Dave Clawson because their guy went to Notre Dame. And, look, it didn't necessarily translate into a special season for the Irish, right? I mean, I know uh, how, it, how it started. They, they bludgeoned Navy – uh, over in Ireland, and everybody just assumed that Notre Dame was going to be all that. And as it turned out, I mean, they were probably the second-best team on the field at Wallace Wade Stadium. They won the game, but especially in the second half, I thought Duke was the better team. Uh, it just, you know, if Duke can't stop fourth and 16, he can't stop fourth and 16. Uh, but then they went to Louisville and just got absolutely smoked. Uh, Notre Dame was good, though. And I don't think there's anybody who could take anything away from uh, from that part, but... Uh, they didn't have the special season that they wanted, but hey, look, Sam Hartman uh, got his chance at the brass ring, and uh, for one year, yeah, you take uh, you the take Notre Dame. Layla. That's, that's 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 right. The uh, big old weird mystical club that Notre Dame and USC play for every year, the Golden Shalala. Do they play this? They play this week, don't they? No, they play Stanford this week. They already oh, played. They already played Southern. That's right. They already played Southern Cal. Uh, that game is. Uh, you know, thankfully over. Uh, all right, Chip. Uh, hey, hey, hey. hey, did you see uh, Notre Dame's new TV deal? Oh yeah, they doubled the uh, they doubled their take, right? It also runs up in twenty nine. Hmm, that's Uh-oh. that's weirdly aligning with the Big Ten renegotiation. Oh, uh hmm. oh, okay. So you're, are we doing this? Are we are the 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 ACC has until then? Well, no, I just think that that's going to be the big, the big split. We, Ross Dellinger wrote about the big split this week. I, I think the big split comes as a bunch of those TV deals all run up. Okay. But like 29, 30, 32. So we end uh, up with just a football division and then everybody else is doing their own thing. So just like the, whether it is all of the power conferences or, you know, whatever, like that's, that that would be made in some some industry people say sooner, but in my mind that that's where it makes the most sense because the full move to treating players as employees yep it's happening 
cutting them in on the revenue is going to be something that current Power Five institutions may not want to stomach. And so big sort of renegotiation and reordering of what college football looks like at the highest level. It's the it's going to be the Premier League is my is what I am predicting. If that's what it's going to look like in many ways, uh, the Premier League. Chip Patterson, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Uh, and I'll talk to you next week, my friend. Sounds good. Y'all be well.